Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. Face to face with a nightmare? How ugly is Carly Beth's Halloween mask? It's so ugly that it almost scared her little brother to death. So terrifying that even her friends are totally freaked out by it. It's the best Halloween mask ever. It's everything Carly Beth hoped it would be. And more. Maybe too much more. Because Halloween is almost over. And Carly Beth is still wearing that special mask. She's a furry. I mean, yeah. She's a furry. Yeah. Was that? It was a little bit of. That was wild. Daniel's I'm had not, a single. I'm not comfy with that. I had a single sip of whiskey and I am wild. Yeah, she's going. Welcome to Geesebumps. Uh, did you mean Goosebumps podcast? I'm Danielle and I have a PhD in English. I'm Jojo. I have a PhD in English. I'm Jeff. I have a big gulp sized cup full of water because I'm staying hydrated in this day and age that we live in. And so should you. Hi. I'm working with big water, and I have to tell you about the benefits of staying hydrated. Drink Hydration a lot. doesn't just affect you. It affects the people around you. Sometimes when I don't drink enough water, if I walk by my girlfriend, she will be drained of water as, yes. if, she was, as if she was emaciated by some kind of spell. You're sucking up all the moisture in the air and leaving none for her. I'm, you may- I'm draining it out of the air. I'm bringing the air out like a sponge into my Horrible. body just because I refuse to, to put some of that sweet, juicy, clear stuff. To oh, my, my God. Lips. Who's the real monster? You may be wondering when you see that poll on Twitter about which avatar bending style that you would like to go with. The choice is water bending because you can drain the water out of plants, animals and people, including your girlfriend. Yep. Do it. Yeah, you can, you can, do you want to be a threat to the people you love and it's completely out of your control? Do that by way of draining water from them through ambient existence because you need so much water and they need so much water as well. But because you have mystical powers, you can take it from them. I'm going to steal the water. That's why you need to drink water because if you don't drink water, you'll take water and it won't be pretty. Oh man. Water. Not even once. (laughs) Never again. I guess it's water. Into an Just anti- say no. <laughs> I guess it's turned into an anti-water PSA. Yeah, we we, we pivoted somewhere. We discovered some things about ourselves and our relationship to water that were, as we all heard, pretty frightening. If you went into this world already knowing what you needed to do, life would be very boring. Sometimes you got to figure it out as you go. I was born in this water. I will die in this water. Water. <laughs> Paid for by the Water Corporation. No, Paid for by the water for, for local city government. <laughs> <laughs> this this ad was approved by water. <laughs> so we didn't say it in the intro, but we read we read a Goosebumps book. We did. I believe that we which did. Is, which is definitely new ground for our Goosebumps podcast. We read... Um, the Haunted Mask, a classic. Yes. Classic, which when you when you say goosebumps, people usually think of 
haunted mask. Haunted mask. Which is baffling to me, but we will discuss. If you have ever wanted to see two hosts mud wrestle. Did you say, did you say mud wrestle? I did say mud wrestle, yes. Is that part I'm of I'm not going to mud wrestle anyone. So we read, yeah, The Haunted Mask, which I got to say off the bat, misleading title. Not sure the mask's haunted. I think it's possessed or maybe it's just alive. It's kind of just alive. The alive mask. The alive mask. living mask. And I finished it last night and I was like, this is not one of my favorite goosebumps. And Jojo came back with about how this was his new Bible that... <laughs> I described it as almost perfect. Yeah. And I will stand by that. This oh. is almost perfect. Which oh, I can oh. I can look at it from a perspective of being like, if you want like paper thin, schlocky kids, scary book, yeah. Which is what Goosebumps tries to be. <laughs> I could hear If Joe's- you want exactly what Goosebumps <laughs> yeah. is, then yes, I will concede. Yeah. If you want to have a book that is like just just ju- it, it, if you want a fucking trash fire of a book this that is, just is worthless, right off, not yeah. even just worth the paper it's printed on, <laughs> just a, fuck a waste right off. of dead tree. I thought it was okay. Danielle, what's your opinion of this book? Uh, you know, actually, I was relatively okay with it. I just am. Then I'm what just, are we even doing I, here? Hey, 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 not done. Okay. I was okay but I was disappointed. Well, we're going to need to explain the why because we have to do the synopsis. So, uh, Danielle, if you would like to start with the one-minute synopsis. All right, here we go. Uh, Hang on, let me put a minute on the clock. Okay, okay, okay. And go. The Haunted Mask is about Carly Beth, who is scared by the falling of leaves um, and is generally afraid of everything, and that that is exploited by her two pseudo-friends, Steve and other dude and they like to play pranks on her such as spoiler alert giving her a worm sandwich which bruh anyway uh so she wants to scare her back and it's halloween she finds a weird mask store that sells weird well actually it sells pretty bullshit lame lame masks but in the back there's a special room full of crazy creepy masks and she begs the store owner for one and then she puts it on and then she turns it into a wild animal and then she can't get it off but then she could get it off with a symbol of love which apparently is a paper mache head and she does that and then her brother puts it on and he's wearing the mask forever you got under the minute. Good job. <laughs> I didn't think you were because you definitely were lingering in the hey, beginning hey, part. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I know. I, I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. Sure. Shit. Sure. Shit. It is now my turn to do the one-minute synopsis. Yes. And here I go. Boop. Carly Beth is the main character of this book. She gets picked on by her friends, Chuck, Steve, and her other friend, Sabrina, I think is her yeah. name. Um, and, uh, they constantly pick on her and scare her. So she's like, well, I want to be something scary against them for this Halloween. And her mom got her a duck costume, but she didn't <laughs> want to wear the duck costume. So she avoided wearing the duck costume, went to a mask shop, the only one in town that's like mysterious. And there she found a mask that was super creepy. And she was like, I want to buy this mask. And the guy's like, I don't want to sell you it. And she's like, but I want it. And he's like, well, all right, here you go. Um, <laughs> so she puts on the mask and the mask changes her personality. She speaks with a much deeper voice and she goes around just terrifying people in town being super scary. And the mask looks like it's a real face and then when she tries to take it off it won't come off so she's like oh shit so she goes to the mask shop and the mask guy is like yeah it turns out that mask it's weird sciencey stuff the only way you can get it off is with a symbol of love and so the symbol of love is a, a, a paper mache head her mom made that she was using as a decapitated head ornament and she puts that over the mask while the other masks attack and the mask comes off and then she's fine the end 
Yeah. Yeah. The end. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Hey. Got it. The end. This book is pretty cut and dry. But now I have figured out why Joe likes it so much. Hmm. I forgot about how deep is his love for shop owners that will not sell. I do. Yeah. (laughs) When I say that this book is almost perfect, I mean almost (laughs) perfect in the way that it has everything a Goosebumps book needs. It's it's the tropiest book. Yes, it is. It's so good. Uh, Jeff, you have the unenviable (laughs) taste. of a two-minute synopsis of The Haunted Mask, which I have to say, I didn't realize this, kind of hard to get through this whole thing in a minute. Um, So I will allow you to go ahead and get through The Haunted Mask in one minute. Are you prepared? Yes. Well, two minutes. (laughs) And go. All right. So as we had said, Carly Beth is the main character of The Haunted Mask. She is a small girl, 11 years old at school. Her best friend is Sabrina. Uh, and she apparently has two other friends, Steve and Chuck, but nothing about the way they act towards her is friendly. They just literally take every opportunity to make her freak out. She is scared at everything, just a person putting their hand on her shoulder from behind up to somebody apparently pinching her ankle to make it seem like a tarantula was biting her, which made her freak out. So basically she has a vendetta against her so-called friends. She goes home after some bad days. It's almost Halloween. Her mom, for some reason, went to some arts and crafts class and made the most realistic life-size plaster of Paris head of her daughter out of quote-unquote love, which was very confusing. Her younger brother was upstairs. She goes to see uh, the costume her mom had made for her, which is a duck. The brother is wearing it. The brother scares her. He is eight years old. His name is Noah. She doesn't want to be the duck. She wants to be something scary. So she runs down on the day of Halloween to the mask shop in town because it's the 90s and the economy is booming to where we can have a whole shop with just masks. Uh, It's got a lot of basic ass masks like from Star Trek. It probably has an elf mask. And then there's a room in the back where there's a bunch of really, really cute masks. She wants one. The guy who looks like John Waters that runs the place doesn't want to sell it, does sell it to her. She puts it on. It makes her extremely scary to everyone that sees her, despite the fact that she's, again, an 11-year-old girl. Makes her voice change to something raspy. She has a vendetta to go out on Halloween night and scare those two boys, but ends up literally scaring everybody she meets because she turns into some sort of rage monster. Eventually, she gets back after Halloweening. Can't take the mask off. Goes back to the store. Guy says can't take the mask off. Changes his mind. Says that an object of love or a symbol of love will remove the mask for her. At that point, all the other masks apparently come to life and float through the air after her, chasing her through town. She finds the paper mache head that she had dropped earlier of herself that she had used as her costume, puts it on over the mask, takes it off. The mask can come off. All the other masks went someplace else. Who knows? And then she goes home. Time. The end. I mean, we missed the candy, but otherwise... Those are small details. details. To me, these are important. Well, we're going to get to them in, in our sections. Okay. Yeah, but, and, and as potentially long as we talk about candy. In, in the aftermath, there's some things. Yeah, Danielle, I get it. You're in the pocket of big candy. Yeah, and big candy there's a lot is of, in the pocket of me, okay? I control big candy. Got a big piece of candy in her pocket. Well, I yes. have a bunch of Snickers. That's right. That well, I get from time to time. I have five king-size Snickers. I am big candy, and you can't handle this. If you are what you eat and Danielle eats nothing but candy, then I guess Danielle being big candy is a perfectly logical conclusion. It's pretty accurate. I am constructed of candy and dirt. So yeah, so haunted mask. It's a hollow. It's it's Halloween time tale. It is. It is a a Halloweener tale. Yeah, it's a Halloweener tale. Yeah. Jeff, listen. uh, Danielle and I have doctor stuff to talk about. Yeah. So shh, shh, shh. So I need you to get the fuck out of here. How about that? Well, I guess I go play with my blocks outside again. Yeah, go play with your blocks outside, dum dum. Yeah, he's he's really 
He's, he's like, growing. Can, can I? Can I have my? Can I have my handy snack before? Absolutely I not. Uh, you can have a Dunkaroo, but I'm no handy snack. I'm in the pocket of Big Dunkaroo. <laughs> big Dunkaroo is in the pocket of me. And Big Dunkaroo. We have is many <laughs> pockets in this episode. So many. Big Dunkaroo is a kangaroo, so it does have a big pocket. But I'm gonna go outside. Oh with big shit! Yeah. He just cracked this open. All right, bye, everybody. Fuck uh, you. I hate you. Uh, uh, okay, bye. Yeah. Okay, so All here's right. the thing yeah. about this book. I have no fucking clue what it's about. Yeah, well, I'm my best to figure it out. If only there were, if we need someone to, we need to get. We need you know guidance. We need, we need guidance. Uh, hello. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Did did is the surfs up? Hello, du- dudes. What? This does not. This does not seem as braggadocious as I want it to be. D- dudes, bros. Hello. He's he, he's, be, he's being polite. Uh, yeah, c- come in, dude. Dudes, bras. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank you so much for letting me come. It is smoky outside. I could not catch any waves and oh I no. could not get any writing done. Thank you so much. Do you who? do your writing on the waves? Who the hell are you? You don't you don't know who I am, bro? I know. No, who you are. I do met, not. We've met like six times already, bra. It's me, Rocket League Stein. Yeah, Rocket League. <laughs> Sponsored by esports game Rocket League Stein here. <laughs> I heard Rocket Leak and it made me Rocket, think of like projectile diarrhea. No, nah, okay. bro, it's Rocket League. It's a really tight game that a lot of cool kids play these days. It's, it's little, car soccer, Dan. Yeah, it's yeah. car soccer, Dan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Look, someone's got to pay the publishing fees for all of my books. And guess what? Sometimes an author from the 90s has to hook up with an esports game <gasps> and make some hot cash. Go download the Goosebumps DLC for Rocket League this oh Halloween. You there, sold out. Is that? Maybe. If this episode it does well, bro. should I be. So. I mean, we're putting it out there to the people. Yeah, I, I guess so. So I was summoned here. Uh, my, 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 my goosebump sense was tingling because oh, I heard in the yeah. vicinity of this area someone was discussing one of my books. Yes, we sure were. Yes, we did. We did make that fatal mistake. Yeah, we said um, the words three times. Now here he fucking is. Well, Rocket League, uh, <laughs> we we finished concluding our reading and synopsis of The Haunted Mask. Tight, tight. What was your inspiration? Oh. What was Yeah, well what, what is this what was your goal with this one? Yeah, what do you think this is about? Well, so uh, as you both know, other than crushing those big pipes, oh I'm hell yeah, bro! With this, one. I'm grinding so much, and I'm just splashing in those waves with my little feeties. It's fucking fantastic. Sick! I can't tell if we're talking about skateboarding or surfing or none. So, like, bros. So, I, I first of all, you know, you've read my books, so you know that I am totally a genius. Correct. Cor- you said it from your lips to God's ears. Sweet, tight. Well, because I want you to know that this book was ahead of its time. Especially what I was trying to drive forward with the narrative. Now, this came out in like the early 90s, so internet culture wasn't really a thing, but old Rocket League Stein definitely saw what was going to be coming over that cusp of a wave around the year 2010. Because, yeah, I'm a bit of a Nostradamus. Actually, Nostradamus backwards spells out Rocket League Stein DLC coming Holy this Halloween. Holy fuck, dude! I can't, I can't spell backwards, but that does add up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. as you know, this book has a young girl. Her name is Carly Beth, and she puts on this mask and pretty much goes buck wild, right, on Halloween night. Uh-huh. Because at the time, I was really thinking about how anonymity in society is a danger to all, especially ourselves. And it's somewhat of a preface to what we now know as toxic internet culture. Oh, shit. Which at the time didn't exist. 
Carly was trying to get back at some people who really riffed her up, man. They, they harshed her vibe a whole bunch, and she was looking for some way to get back. So she was a frustrated young girl, you know, and she puts on this facade to dole out vigilante justice to her tormentors. But in doing so, she's overtaken by that freedom and power and being unknown in these social spaces. First, she's just going to go after her bros, which I'm going to be super real. They weren't very bro-like to her. You're like, bro, Carly, we understand. But unfortunately, once she puts on that mask and becomes an unknown presence in society and an unknown, unknown presence in her community, she goes ham on everybody she comes across. She is so swelled with power and the ability to do what she wants for, by being an unknown in this social space that she lashes out to everyone she comes into contact with. And often that rage is misdirected at innocent children. Again, like so many online aggressors that we know today, she doesn't apologize for her own mistakes when she confronts somebody that she doesn't even try to take down. She can't back down. She can't apologize. She has to double down on everything that she does, getting into a yelling match with an adult mom. That was wild. Yeah, and the adult mom was just trying to, like, protect her kids. Kill her. So much that now this toxic persona, it's seen by those closest to her. And they don't know how to free her from it. So so you're saying you're saying that the the haunted mask itself is a metaphor for internet anonymity. Yeah. Well, I think it's you don't even have to read between the lines, bro. It's right there. It's right there. Written on the pages. But it also is there if you read between the lines, I use slightly smaller text to spell out everything that I just said. I well, knew that. That's yeah. why I'm smart. And honestly, at the very end, it's even solidified because this is a learned trait that goes down to the next generation. Oh, fuck. She may be the OG Halo <gasps> player. And now we've got this young Fortnite player, a.k.a. Oh, no. Noah, her brother. Oh, no. And what does he do? He puts on the mask now. Even at a younger age, we see kids becoming this sort of toxic figure in their online communities, ages six, seven, maybe even eight, like Noah. And where do you think they learned it from? They learned it from their teenage older siblings. Oh my God, you're so right. Cool. I am cool. That's I am pretty cool. Holy, yeah. holy balls. So I hope this definitely like enlightened you a little bit. I don't know what you thought the book was about, but whatever you thought it was about was probably wrong. Yeah. That remains to be seen. That I does, think re I, that uh, does remain to be seen. Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to see it because, as you know, I've got some waves to catch, bro. And right now, it's still summertime, so I'm going to have to go scouring those waves in all kinds of places, potentially down in some sweet sewer pipes. Go fucking cowabunga tubular. Yeah. Tubular. Me, hang on. Let me use some, uh, let me use some surfer slime. Enjoy getting caught inside that sewer mush uh -huh, yeah. with your um, overgun bring, bring, bring it home bro I know you got it in you over, over, your overgunned longboard oh, enjoy oh. Uh, getting caught in the mush with your overgunned longboard you know what Jojo that was I, a very surf based sentence dude, my man I, I feel it I will be careful and I hope that Ugh. you all will also be careful with whatever bullshit that he just said from the internet toxic yep. culture bye bros Bye, bye. Rocket Raider League. Rocket League. <laughs> Sponsor. You'll see available this whole... Well, hey, I'm sorry. What? Did someone say Rocket League? What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, you missed him. Jeff's back. Jeff, did you get tired of playing with the Legos? Because we did not get tired of you being out there. I mean, I swallowed several of them, but I feel like it's sort of like cows where they eat rocks and it just makes it easier to digest. I'm assuming that are some... That is why cows do that, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do. They are well-known rock eaters. Yeah. They love the rocks. They rock out. Yeah. Oh, That's God. why I love cows. Cows are rocking.
Cows are hella cool. I got to put down this glossary of surf terminology. <laughs> Because I just keep trying to find ways to use it. I can imagine it only gets better. All right. Well, now that you're back, did you want to talk about the beginning? I guess. I mean, uh, I guess I could discuss the beginning of the book. The The beginning of this book is pretty front-loaded with, with shit. But the book opens with Carly Beth, like most weirdly R.L. Stein books, the cafeteria at school. It's a good in-medius rest location. We all know the setup. Yeah. And now our protagonist has two names. So, like, damn. So, do you have a a passage? I do. I do. Um, She's, for some reason, very hungry. Steve and Chuck come rolling by. We're on uh, the second page of chapter two. She just got a scare from them. And Steve holds up a crinkled hunk of aluminum foil under Carly Beth's nose. That's page five, I believe. Page six for me. Uh, Page six if you have the print version. I don't. Steve held up a crinkled (laughs) hunk of aluminum foil under Carly Beth's nose. Want a sandwich? I don't want it. Now, this is just after they literally scared the shit out of her. Carly Beth sniffed it suspiciously. What kind is it? I'm starving. It's a turkey sandwich. Here, Steve said, handing it to Carly Beth. It's too dry. My mom forgot the mayo. You want it? That is all mayo is good for, if I can just... I mean, yeah, like a dry turkey sandwich. It's just turkey inedible. My My inedible. sandwich is, is just, it's not wet. No, you can't. <laughs> you cannot eat a dry turkey sandwich. You will choke and you will die. Do you hear me? This die. Why is it? What Dead. is it about turkey that when you eat it, it, it's like chewing on a meat desert? It literally feels like I'm eating balled up newspaper if I eat turkey that hasn't been dipped in water. And then it's so sleepy afterwards because the way that turkey makes you sleepy. I don't know, man. Because it's draining all the water out of you. Damn it. It soaks up all the water. Yes. It's like eating a sponge. And that is why we have Thanksgiving so we can finally take care of this turkey problem. We need to kill all the turkeys and cover them with gravy so they're wet. Yes. (laughs) Get them turkeys wet. Well, How you make a turkey wet? I'm going to sell a turkey sandwich and I'm going to call it the wet and wild. Yes. And what are you going to do to make it wet? Uh, water. Water. What are you going to do to make wild? <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> wild turkey. <laughs> it's a whiskey and wild turkey. Wild turkey whiskey drink. This is how. Yeah. So I'm going to continue with my passage. Mom forgot the mayo. You want it? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Carly Beth exclaimed. She took the sandwich from him and peeled back the aluminum foil. Then she took a big bite of the sandwich. As she started to chew, she realized that both Steve and Chuck were staring at her with big grins on their faces. Something tasted kind of funny, kind of sticky and sour. Carly Beth stopped chewing. Chuck and Steve were laughing now. Sabrina looked confused. Carly Beth uttered a disgusted groan and spit the chewed up sandwich hunk into a napkin. Then she pulled the bread apart and saw a big brown worm resting on top of the turkey. Oh... With a moan, she covered her face with her hands. The room erupted in laughter, cruel laughter. I, this was this was coming in big guns early. Yeah. This this was like, man, I can't wait till she kills these. Right? <laughs> like her anything she does to them is completely justified at this point. This is one of the worst things that's happened. Like he doesn't kill kids, but this is like I would argue almost as bad. This is the, symbolic. These two murder. kids, these two guys, are described as her friends. Yeah, boys are never friends. Boys are never friends in in school. They tell her it's not a real worm. Oh my god. She says, "Huh? Oh." <laughs> And then she touches it, and then they're like, Psych got you again. It's a real worm. Psych goofed you again. <laughs> it's even worse than we Psych. thought. 
It literally is the thing that justifies all of her. Because we're like, okay, at this point, Carly Beth, you go wild. We're not. We we're on your side. She, but this it, is bullshit. She should not have to be afraid of these people. Yeah. She is, but she should not have to be. There's no point in this book where they are nice to her. No. There At no not. point do Chuck and Steve do anything friendly. So there's no but, contrast to the mean shit. They yes. just do mean shit and here, every here, time they're in the book. I want to pitch in that this is just a little dose of reality from Rocket League because I, when I was in junior high, there were the boys were not friends. There were no good boys. They were all bad boys. All boys are bad. When something like this happens in the cafeteria... Everybody there <laughs> saw it happen and laughed and points and like is like it I was well it was hilarious. Did I, you it not was see pretty her funny. Eat I mean, that, she ate a fucking worm you know, sandwich. Look I wouldn't her. go to school again. Like, no, I would just stop. I would be like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think fractions are as much <laughs> math as I need, and I'm out. Yeah, fractions. You and I, we're done. We're I'm done. Leave school. We're done, baby. Worm. We're splitting. This is where this book should have gone. It's hi, Jojo Lewis. <laughs> this is where this book should have gone. The moment she bit into that sandwich, what she should have done is first said, I'm fucking done with you guys. Yep. Then she pulls out a big list. Yes. And she unfolds it and she puts on a big quill pen. I like and she it. writes down Style. things I'm it. done with. Yeah. You guys, comma, school, comma. Sure she stands on the lunch table as she does. Sandwiches. Yes. Comma. And then. And she jumps off the table, tackles Steve, and forces him to eat his own worm sandwich. And then she takes that that uh, worm sandwich that he ate, and then she makes him wash it down with the list that she made to prove oh, point yeah. that this is bullshit, and she will not take it anymore. And she might have to add a little <clears throat> water in there. Hi, big water. Uh, <laughs> to make sure that it goes down. Because we don't want him to just choke. We want him to imbibe... Goosebumps, Goosebumps books were always like, yeah, well, they're gonna get, they're gonna get theirs. This is one of the first ones. I'm like, fucking punch this guy, like seriously. Yeah. And they like resort really to violence. This. Yeah, they're just bad. These yeah. two guys. There's no real comeuppance for them. I mean, they well, miss out on some candy. They scared her. They know that she's afraid of everything. But this isn't really okay. Let's just stop here, okay? <laughs> this has nothing to do with her being afraid. No, oh, no, no. It no. wasn't like. I'm gonna. Oh, she's afraid of worms, so let's yeah. put one in a sandwich. Yeah, this was a no. Out. This was they, just me. She. They made her eat a worm. Yeah, which like is so horrifying. Yeah. Rocket League made a book about just that. Yes, and I feel like as someone who went through junior high, I can relate to that feeling. As somebody who ate numerous worms during junior yes. high, I can relate. symbolic worms. And also some sometimes the worm is peer pressure. <laughs> sometimes you get peer pressured into a little worm. Sometimes and the worm is wearing the, the latest fashion oh, God. or getting your ears pierced. But they're all worms that they trick you into eating. Me dyeing my hair different colors was the worms I had to eat using highlights that I should not have used. But he makes these two kids completely unlikable. Yes. And irredeemable makes no attempt yeah. to redeem them at any point. So that's my first. That's my first. Uh, my first segment that I wanted to bring to light, which I think it, we all knew had to the, come. The to dynamic light. of this book is: do not trust your friends, <laughs> or your. Family. Do not trust. Do not trust or like your friends. Yeah. Yes. 
Goosebumps taught me the lesson to not ever never rely on any have them. Yes. I think that's why I didn't have friends in yeah. junior high because, because I, I read Goosebumps as well from yeah. the Goosebumps. Harley Beth taught me, and I knew everyone will betray you. Yes, everyone is a backstabber. <laughs> the, wor- the world is a horrible place it's that a- would do better. If you became the monster yes. instead of were subject to it. You want to win in this dark, shitty world? You got you to fucking... Be, let's be clear. In terms of the periods of time in your life, middle school is Dark Souls 2. Oh, God, that's, yes. That's what it is. Oh, yes. And surviving Dark Souls 2 means you must absorb the monstrous energy that yep. cackles about you. Yep. As they fall to the wayside at your blade, yeah. you suck up their energy and you become a dominant. And you take it to a bonfire and you increase your stamina. So you, you go can. to the bonfire. <laughs> Sometimes not every bonfire is is literal. Some, bio, Some bonfires are. are metaphors. Yep. Maybe the Firelink Shrine for her is the mask store. I don't know. Yeah. All I do know is I wanted her to kill those kids. Yep. I, I chose the beginning part because a lot of the things are kind of obvious, like the 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 kind of intense stuff that happens. Mm, sure. Um, the second one is very much an obvious one. I would like to read you a passage from chapter three. It happens Ooh. immediately after what transpired in the, the okay. cafeteria. Carly Beth runs home, goes to uh, her mother. Her, her mother uh, described as a chubby woman because we can't have an R.L. Stein book without... Very quickly, like, body shame someone. Nothing to do with the story. Nope. A very targeted strike. Could just be a generic mom. Generic yeah. mom in your head. They, they don't give her little brother in his description. Nope. But you gotta make sure you know what the body of the woman looks like. This so, is important. So she, she gets home. Her mother wants to show her something. And here's where it gets weird. Carly Beth followed her mother's gaze to the mantle and cried out in surprise. It's a head! <laughs> Not just any head, Mrs. Caldwell said, beaming. Go on, take a closer look. Carly Beth took a few steps forward toward the mantelpiece, her eyes on the head staring back at her. It's me, she cried, walking up to it. Yes, life-size, Mrs. Caldwell declared. Bonkers. I just came from my art class at the museum. I finished it today. What do you think? Carly Beth picked it up and studied it closely. It looks just like me, Mom. Really, what's it made of? Plaster of Paris. Then she looks at it. It's kind of creepy, she muttered. You You mean because I did such a good job, her mother demanded. It's just creepy, that's all, Carly Beth said. Okay. And then Miss Caldwell looks hurt. She says, don't you like it? No. And (laughs) Carly says, yeah, sure, it's really good, Mom. Carly Beth answered quickly. But, I mean, she asked a question that we would all ask. Yes. Why, I'm going to say, why the fuck did you make it? But she asks, why on earth did you make it? But we know what she meant. We know what she meant. We were all saying it. Because I love you. Mrs. Caldwell replied curtly. <laughs> and, then, and then Carly's like, uh, simp. No. She didn't. <laughs> She's yeah, like, trying to a little bit too hard, Mom. So let me just be clear that yeah, this, 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 is, this scene exists Hoopley. purely as a deus ex machina yes. for the end of the book. I did you, make a Jeff, note. No, D- Danielle, hold on. All right, all right, all right. Jeff. All right. Yeah. What is a deus ex machina? Now, this is coming from somebody who doesn't have a PhD, but in my recollection, in, in fiction and media, it is when basically like the creator or author puts something in the story purely to drive like an event or a narrative that may not be organic. Just to make the thing happen that they want to happen. But it, it, it does not seed it or set up previous. It just happens. Okay, so, so this, so this might is not, not a technical. It's literally something random out of nowhere 
that resolves okay. the issue so as this soon is, as it appears. This is so just this a is fucking setup. That. Okay, so this is just a really, this is just a really, instead of being a deus ex machina, which I'm sorry to all the JoJo's out there for using That's that right. Hey, they're, they're writhing in pain. We right are now. so bad. They are. Oh, I can see the steam coming out of his ears from here. Yeah. And he lives Hulk miles is, away. Listen, I gotta say, Hulk smash. That's Hulk, it. Hulk. That does it. Hulk, Hulk smash. Look, oh, guess, no, not the apartment. So I... <laughs> So, okay, so oh, let, me, no. let me change my phrasing. Oh, Not a deus ex machina. No, the apartment. <laughs> oh, shit. No, don't break the couches. Hachi, Machi, oh, I got fuck. these couches dead to rights. What am I going to sit on? It's <laughs> <laughs> awful. This is terrible. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. So so less of a deus ex machina, more of a very, very random thing that pays off later. Real, like, really bizarre. Really specifically bizarre Like, like how books do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like how well, books thing, can do The thing, do that, the thing that I love so. is that she makes what is effectively like the most realistic head a ever. A photorealistic, like, prop head. Out of like, paper mache! That's, that is fucking like that, your mom is a professional sculptor. She would have she, to be a god. Yeah, this is from the art class that I was teaching. That's what she would have to say to justify like. Yeah, like as the top paper mache artist in the fucking world, I just happened to make a, a head of, a my, head daughter. of my daughter because well, they the could have not. And the reason is because she loves her, which that's not a good reason to Don't do Don't believe, that. do not believe. Also, if this was done by anybody aside from her mother, I would call the police. Oh, for sure. Like, and even with her mom, I'm like, maybe CPS should get involved. Maybe. Yeah. The, the, yeah. she, she made a fun model of her of her kid's head. I don't think uh, so. Yeah, I'm like, okay, mom, there's no way you're not scheming to do something with is this Is this head. just a mom that's really out of she, touch this with is, the kid's This is life? the first step of her intricate plan to rob the bank. Yes, <laughs> yes. Step one. They're all... <laughs> Create a head that looks good enough on camera. Uh-huh. And that oh, looks like my kid. daughter, so my daughter will take the rap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in. Sweetheart, what did we always say? Don't trust cops. Yes. That's why I made this head of you so you could be yeah. the one. You're going to do it. They won't find your fingerprints there. All they'll find is your face. Well, I, 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 <laughs> you're going to walk on my face. You're going to walk in on that face. But as we said in the synopses, Carly Beth puts her head mask <laughs> on top of her head later in the book, which also already has another mask on it. So I don't know if it's life size. Yeah. So her neck stump is huge. Yeah. She's like a linebacker. I thought it was stretchy. It's plaster it's, of Paris. Yeah. It's paper mache. Is it stretchy? So then, so then it, it's, so then, yeah, it would have to be enormous. It's huge. It's like a mascot head. The head was basically a paper mache version of the head of the Philly fanatic. Oh, God damn. She saw it coming. She was a the original. Gonzo-esque <gasps> looking. It was bright green with a backwards hat. Oh, my God. That's where they got, got it from. And she got that head with the full intent of pulling it on over. And she was going to be like, you know, go Phillies. But also, like, I love you. I also hate the guilt trip that her mom puts her through. Ooh, that is nasty. That when, is a little nasty. Because I don't think it's outside of the realm of... of is this of, in the same scene? Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's outside of the realm of of, of, yeah. of having your own head presented to you to it, ask why. It's very symbolic of like, I just killed you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on, hold on. Jeff, what the hell? What are you talking about? <laughs> when, when the mom shows her the, the head... 
And she's like, isn't it great? She's like, why'd you make it? And the mom seems like, because I love you. She replied curtly. She's like, why else? Why else would I make this? I don't think that the mom really That's had not to- a guilt that- trip, Jeff. <laughs> That's also not a good excuse. But a guilt trip would be like, why'd you make this? Well, I just thought you would like it. I guess I'll go make dinner. Now. I just thought it would help us tell a story that might you know, I just, go yeah. crazy <laughs> ways. I don't know. I just The mom's like, why else? She's like, honestly, Carly Beth, you have the strangest reaction. I worked really hard on this sculpture. And, she's, and the Carly was like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those are excellent passages, Jeff. They were both wondrous. They I'm are incredible. I'm telling passages because I'm, I'm getting attacked by somebody on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm just, I very much like this one. And I'm going to skip. Can I, might I offer a passage? Okay. We, just because my, you're so fond. Yeah, we're, my, we're this, in the middle part now. We are in the middle part now. So I'm going to go to a passage that I really like. Let me, uh, let me pull up my. So list. here's also, if you attack a thing Jojo loves, he will attack you. I yes, will you. he will end you. I will fucking kill you. Um, Which is why we had to do this in separate locations because yeah. Joe loses his mind. He just, he goes I wild. Do go he puts on his own version wild. of a mask. He goes buck wild. Yeah, he just like Carly Beth. Destroys furniture. He, he's punted the cats across the backyard. Yeah. Now, it, it's nasty. This is on page. Fuck. I wrote down 50, but I guess I'm at 67. <laughs> yeah, sure. Fuck. How did I do that? Oh, that's way. Well, you know, well, now you found it. So, yeah. Damn it. Okay, yeah. I so it and gave it to you. So fuck thank, yeah. thank you, Jeff. Are um, we talking like chapter 29? No, 20, 16. 16, 16. Okay, um, radically different page numbers. Like like most Goosebumps books, um, it starts off, she kind of has a problem. She ends up going to a weird store. Oh, yes. The, this the weirdness is why Joe, always comes from somewhere. This is why Joe like, loves this book. Let's just be honest. Let's weird, put our cards on the table. This is, this is Joe's... There's always like a weird shopkeeper or someone oh who provides God. a service. Yes, it's John the, Waters. It's, it's the, John it's Waters. John Waters. It's the Gremlins bit. Where yeah, it's it's the Gremlins yeah. bit. Don't feed the mask after midnight. While she's wearing the mask, she does a lot of buck wild stuff to kids and to people who are passing out candy. And one of the things she does is she, they're at the door of a house. It's 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 Sabrina and Carly Beth, and they're getting candy. The door opens. Carly Two Beth's little blonde cat, kids. Oh, yeah, she's Sabrina. A cat woman. Sabrina's trapped. Sabrina's just a cat woman. Two little blonde kids, a boy and a girl, appear in the doorway. Their mother stopped up behind them. Uh, they both say trick-or-treat, and the woman says, Ooh, what a scary mask. One of the kids says, Too scary. It's scaring me, the little girl insisted. And Carly Beth leaned into the entryway of the house, bringing her grotesque face up close to the little girl. I'll eat you up, the little girl screamed and said, You shouldn't have scared her. She has nightmares. Instead of oh, apologizing, yes. Carly Beth turned to the little boy and said, I'll eat you up too, she snarled. That was brutal. Hey, hey, stop, the woman protested. Carly Beth laughed a deep laugh, jumped out the porch, and took off across the lawn. Yeah. Sabrina said, Why'd you scare those kids? And Carly says, The mask made me do it. Mm-hmm. Now, what I love, though, is just the version of reality they posit here where wearing the mask changes um, her personality. There are so many masks that you can put on that change your personality. Who boy are there? Have you heard like, of furries? I have, but I was thinking a little bit more, a little more mainstream. Like when I put on the Iron Man mask, <laughs> the Iron Man mask. Oh, the, the man in the Iron Mask? The man in the Iron Man mask. <laughs> <laughs> we, know, first, we know. The first thing I do is I seek revenge on my, my imprisoners and also I can shoot heat blasts. <laughs> 
That that oh that that explains so much. And I can fly, and I'm gonna. I I'm wondered gonna, why your eyebrows were burned off, and now I understand. If if she had been, if it was like instead of the haunted mask, it was the haunted Iron Man mask. Oh she, man, she and she he on, is. Woof. She would pull the mascot, and she'd be like, "I'm gonna eat you up." And then she'd go to the other kid, and she'd be like, "I'm gonna punch Ultra." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it makes sense if this is like Robert Downey Jr. when he was on drugs era. So it is true that is in that era, but also when the she man did like to party and save the earth, and then the mom's like, "Stop yelling!" and she's like, "Repulsor beam." <laughs> it was very clear that she was like, "Well, yes, this girl goofed my kid pretty good, but why, now, why did you have to? Why did you have to goof my kids? They have nightmares. seriously now they're gonna come sleep in the bed. We were planning to have Funky Town time during Halloween because." <laughs> I would love to know. <laughs> what in what? your mind is Funky Town time? What? Define <laughs> Funky Town time. When, I saw, when, uh, when the singer uh, says, I'm going to take you to Funky Town, what do they mean? Have you have you seen American Horror Story? Uh, American Horror Story 6? Jeff, Funky I'm Town? actually yes. scared now. I don't know where this is going to go. It's the I'm one actually that, afraid. It's the one that came after Coven. Yeah, it's, it's the one where you dress up as a clown and you get down. To and Funky Town. <laughs> so have we done enough on this particular yeah, passage? I think so. Have we gotten all the jokes out of it? Because oh if there's God, any jokes left, even... like I think we should. I think we should. We have to have stuff out. to be able to cut. I don't even remember <laughs> what I was gonna talk. Okay, well then I'm going to go to another. another... Oh shit! I've been usurped. Okay. Well, he's only done one section. <laughs> he's only yeah, done one passage. One section oh, do I have the end? You have the end. Oh, I thought the middle. <laughs> no, nope, okay. you do not have the middle. Um, I see what was happening this whole time. This is on page 79. Okay. Which and chapter this is that? Uh, this would be chapter 18. End of 79, Oops. start of 80. Okay. I might have um, this one actually also highlighted. Is this yes. a good chapter? So, uh, Carly Beth has found Chuck and oh yeah, Larry, the two guys who get married. Chuck and Larry, the Those little benefits. shits. Yeah, I now pronounce you. I'm now um, yes. And um, they're like, they're, they're they're she's trying to scare them, and it's she's having trouble, and then she pulls out. She has like a oh yes. She has like a stick with the head on it. Oh yes. She um, got an ace in the hole, man. She, she did. Got to blow it. The, su the sudden breeze swirled around them, making the head bob on the stick. And then all three of them saw the eyes blink once, twice, three times a lady. The brown <laughs> eyes blinked and the lips of the head parted, making a dry scraping sound. Oh, yeah. Frozen in horror, Carly Beth stared up at the face along with the two boys. And all three of them saw the lips move and the head make a crackling sound. All three of them saw the dark lips squeeze together and apart. All three of them saw the bobbing head form the silent words. Help me. Help me. Let's chat. Let's wrap. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's, let's get into it. What? And this is a question that I will ask that, that R.L. Stein did not. What is Plaster of Paris? <laughs> Paper it's some sort of robot head. It's some kind of it seems unique. It to be a robot. It's a magic substance. Well, it is, they specify plaster of Paris, but 
I think her mom adds a little something, something well, to, the, to the to the smush. She said earlier, I believe, that like the mouth moves and the jaw moves like normal. Yeah, paper mache does not move. Paper, no. That's a puppet head. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, that's a sock that you is, put eyes on, and you can't make like a hollow thing do that. Do you think maybe Carly Beth doesn't know what plaster of Paris actually is, and she's just describing? Oh, like, like she said it was plaster of Paris. Yeah, but, the but mom she doesn't like, know shit because she's. Dumb. I made this plaster of Paris. Head at the art class, but really she said, I made this animatronic skull at the robot factory. Yes, and it just pinged off her brain. Just pew! Well, I was the point I was just gonna make is um the fucking head moved. How? How? I, well, how? Because they say late like the next chapter waves it away like it didn't happen. Yeah, but, it doesn't matter. But uh, but it Rocket was a League, trick of the light. Rocket yeah. League is so specific into telling us they all they re- all saw it. it and they saw it mouth words yeah it mouth the word help me which means that it can move its lips and tongue potentially inside because you can't just be like mark me yeah 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 you gotta have some teeth you to form it around the word help without some tongue action that's right there's that l oh. yeah it's got to purse the lips to yep. say it's me l- it's me. lingual as the kids say getting all up in them grits oh mm, grits I was going to say cuts, mm. but I thought grits was a little more evocative. Yeah, the way they describe this <laughs> entire event, which one, like, they were scared enough of her, what, what was happening. Oh, yeah. And maybe R.L. Yeah. Stein was just like, I don't think the audience thinks that they're scared enough. They don't get happening. it. So the let's audience think- probably thinks these kids are like them, thinking this is quite the goof. Yes, but you know what? Let's make the head alive. <laughs> the head's alive is not a goof. For just right now. Yep, but it, then it goes to sleep. In two pages, it's not alive anymore. And it's a very it's sleepy the, head. It's one of those things where it's it's pretty much like, I just saw the film Mannequin. Aha! Uh, I knew I it. Want, I love that movie. I want I this it. to work. Yep. Um, yep. Everyone does. I just does. said the movie Mannequin, and I don't know. Do you not know what the movie Mannequin is about? It's about mannequins. You, don't, you haven't watched the movie Mannequin? About mannequins! Well, no, it's, a, it's an ancient Egyptian princess trapped inside of a... Oh, Sure. Sure. That's. I mean, where do you think they go? Yeah, where do you think they go? It's <laughs> that. tombs, pyramids. No. No. They go mannequins. To mannequins. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Sorry. Sorry. I'm now. I'm now balls deep in the in the plot synopsis of the film Mannequin. There's a Mannequin Two as well. There's a sequel. <laughs> oh no, shit! There's a what? sequel. Yeah. Oh god. And the sequel, I forget who's in it, but it's like a well-known like uh, male actor. Really. The first one has uh, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall was in some trash. Yeah, I'm not well, going to lie. He's also a Christy Swanson. <gasps> was frozen a thousand years ago by an evil Christy Swanson? My Christy Swanson? My Buffy? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <gasps> and she was frozen by an evil sorcerer with a magic necklace until the necklace is removed. It can only be unfrozen if she receives a kiss from her true love. It stars Christy Swanson. Yeah, the plot for this one is incredibly stripped down compared to the other I mean, the other <laughs> anything with Christy Swanson is an A+. Plus winner in my so, book it only took seven people to be in this movie you know it's and, and half of them were mannequins they weren't even free most of them don't move or talk and, I, and I want you to know that it was a tremendous failure 13 million dollar budget 3.8 million box office yeah. so oh, the first one shit. is sort of a cult classic the second one not so that's much. a you never get work again if you're an actor in that movie yeah by christy swanson and my uh, favorite R. part R. No, my favorite part of the uh the plot synopsis of mannequin 2 on the move and i will i will actually ask you guys if you refer to this film anymore you have to say the entire title mannequin 2 on the move oh my god i can't one I, of 
of the one of the links oh. within for Mannequin Two on the Move is if I wanted to see an article about what a sorcerer is. <laughs> yes, go on. Where you, would you now go? That's, now that's a YouTube hole. You need some information to understand the intricate plot of Mannequin Two. Yes. Have you have you read up on your sorcerers? Where's, Do you know sorcery? That is my, that's my, those are my passages. Okay. I forgot okay. what we actually were doing. I yeah. thought we were so before, before we, I just realized, I thought we were, we've been talking about Mannequin 2 for a while. And for a I, mean, I just, quality movie. I, I totally <laughs> forgot what our podcast was about. It happens. Before we end, I just want to ask you both. Do you think the head was alive? Yes or no? Yes. I don't think the Carly head was alive. I think it was just enchanted somehow. Okay. But you think that it did like, it was animated. Who enchanted it? Was it the mask that she was wearing that enchanted the other head? I think it was a side effect. Okay. I think you're right. I think there's like, it's like radiation. It just. It enchants you to become alive. Yeah. It makes you alive whether you're normally alive or not. Yeah. If you're dead, just get some radiation. If you want your bushes to dance in your yard. Radiation. 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 Were you traumatized as a child by watching Unsolved Mysteries? Do you like to judge facial hair? <laughs> Guess what? We have a podcast for you. Can you believe it? It's called Perhaps It's You, and it is an unofficial Unsolved Mysteries rewatch podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Samantha. I'm Liz. We're two cool mystery ants, not really, <laughs> watch an episode of Unsolved Mysteries each week. And tell you about it. We update you if any of the mysteries have been solved. We rate the episode on a scale of Robert Stacks. We can give episodes a possible five out of five Robert Stacks, although it rarely happens. Very rarely. We also complain about what everyone is wearing, and it doesn't really matter if you know anything about Unsolved Mysteries or not. You should tune in because it's the number one podcast on iTunes. Yeah, you can find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, most podcast platforms. Forms. You can also check out our website, perhapsitsyou.com, or find us on the social medias at Perhaps It's You. Yep. And get out there and solve some mysteries, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your first passage? Okay. Well, this is chapter 21. And this is when they're struggling to get the mask off of Carly Beth. Sabrina and she are trying to get it off. It is now it is now melded with her. Yes, it has now become one. To become one, we have, become, it. we have become as one fleshed. And it's pretty hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. I can't lie. And it's literally hot because she says it's very hot inside. Yeah, she says it. She says straight out, it's hot. Yeah. All right. Okay, so <clears throat> Sabrina grabbed the mask top. It's so warm, she exclaimed. You must be suffocating in there. Just pull. This is page, this is uh, chapter 21, page, page 89. Yes, or 47 if you have my book. Sabrina pulled. Ouch, not so hard. Carly Beth cried. It really hurts. And this is what she really does sound like. This is her monster voice. Yeah, it's her monster yeah, voice in, monster in the book. Voice. Sabrina pulled more gently, but the mask didn't budge. She lowered her hands to the cheeks and pulled. What's this thing made of? Sabrina asked, staring intently at the mask. It doesn't feel like rubber. It feels like skin. Maybe we should cut it off, you know, with scissors. And wreck the mask? Sabrina asked. So there's this whole exchange in which Sabrina and Carly Beth realize that the mask has become one with Carly Beth. Here's what I want to tell you. All right. 
If you uh, are in a podcast where we discuss things, this is the part where Danielle's like, "I'm going to tell you this." I'm going to tell you. No discussion needed. Jeff, this, this is not, but well, I'm very scared, my man. No, she's she's drinking a fourth of a glass of mostly Coke, a little bit of whiskey. So this is going to get intense. It's about safe sex. Um, it's about putting a rubber on your wiener because the wiener is it's warm and warm and alive and it should be plastic before you engage make sure it's plastic and not warm and flesh okay i'm done <laughs> so that's, that's that's okay that's a that's a thing that's on our podcast now <laughs> well tell me t- t- do you see any different symbolism here there's also just the whole the whole idea of like if you wear a mask for too long it becomes your face you know like if you're if you if you pretend to be mean for too long you just are mean or if I mean I guess there's that for too long you become nice this is kind of a literal interpretation of that metaphor um, oh there's also the expression like if you make that face for too long it'll stay that way that's kind of like what's what's happened here. I would like uh, to point out that neither of them seem to know how to take a mask off. No. Well, although they, I, I don't know. Cause here's the thing. Well, they it, go for the neck, which I appreciate because right. it's easier than yanking from the top. Like you, you slide your hands under and you push that up. That have been the first thing they tried. Yeah. It's more gentle and more thorough. Yeah. You don't, you don't grab the cheeks. Yeah. You don't, you don't grab the cheeks. That's really, really bad attempt to take it off. And you don't grab the top because that's going to like suck the person's face up with it. And it's going to stretch out their fucking face as you pull it off. It's not good. I also think it's funny that, um, they're like, get some scissors, which I'm sure that would oh, be yes. a horror show. That makes me, that. that's delightful. She's like, get some scissors and cut it off. And she's like, and ruin the mask. Do you remember how much she paid for this mask? $30. $30. Have you been to a costume shop? Dude. You cannot get a decent mask of fucking Alf. No. For less than like six Alf is months. a super Absolutely intricate character. Not. I mean, he's got a lot of ridges. He's got a long texture. nosy. Yeah. He's got a mouth that can devour a cat in a single bite. If I mean. This, if this mask, the most realistic thing ever created through magic and other means, was $30, how much, how much was that gorilla mask it that he was trying to push on her so like hard? $25. That trash gorilla mask? Yeah, that like, bullshit. This is, this is literal trash, and you've insulted my purchasing honor by suggesting it. Here's yeah. $30. Here's $30. <laughs> I want this creepy one. I want this horrible, ugly stink mask that I can wear to scare I like my friends the smell. once. It's got a little stench, and I like it. So, so I think it does that drives go to a great light to say how gross the mask smells. So, Danielle, do you have do you have a, a, another passage? I mean, there's so many to choose from, but yes, uh, <laughs> those two things were not um, contrasting one another. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, uh, okay, I'm gonna draw our attention to chapter 24, in which. John oh, Waters. Oh, big reveal! Yes, explains okay. how the masks okay. came to be. This, this technique first introduced in Welcome to Dead House, a Geese Bumps episode we can't release because the book was so bad it drove us insane. Yeah. Uh, the I big still, reveal. It's still one of my favorites, man. Yeah, so at this point in the story, Carly Beth, in classic Goosebumps fashion, realizes that this thing that she bought is more trouble than it's worth. She's in too She's, deep. She's going to try to return it. Mm-hmm. So Give she me my money back. Get her money back. She rushes back to 
where she got it from, which was a the mask shop, and then she gets there. And the we were both surprised that it was actually there. Yeah, we thought he was going to pull the "There's no shot." There, there. hasn't been a mask yeah. store in thirty years. <laughs> also, uh, oh yeah. So I'm sorry. I will save it for later. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually there, which is surprising. And he's still there. And he is there, he's, which is doubly oh, surprising. He says. But he's been waiting, and uh, she says, uh, or she, he says, it isn't a mask. He told her. It's a real face. Carly Beth suddenly felt dizzy. The store owner walked over to the display shelf and gestured to the ugly, staring heads. The unloved, he said sadly. These are not masks. They are faces, he replied. I created them in my lab. Real Faces. I like to think that maybe you know how on some foods it'll be like real cheese, a hundred percent. I make kids prefer this cheese. No preservatives and these masks, a hundred percent real. No high fructose corn syrup. Yes. No high fructose processed cheese stuff. Nope. No. No gene meddling at all. These are just organic. Faces, faces that happened to uncaged straight from the source. Grain fed faces. Yep. Grain fed. Carly Beth has the nerve. The gumption. But they're so ugly. And they're right there. They can hear her. They can hear her. They can see her in front of their God. You're going to say this? They weren't ugly in the beginning. They were beautiful and they were alive. But something went wrong when they were taken out of the lab. They changed. My experiments, my poor heads, were a failure. But I had to keep them alive. I had to. And Carly Beth is like, I don't believe it. Yeah, she's right not to. That's Carly Beth as a stand-in for us. Like, I don't. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? This is what you were going to go with? Yeah, this is where we're going? This, This is where we are? Okay, I'll strap in. All right. I am telling the truth, the store owner continued, running a finger over one side of his narrow mustache. John Waters' ass mother... Yeah. Twirling his mustache evilly. He's ev- he's also wears a cape, by the way. Go yeah, watch, he's wearing go a cape. watch Pink Flamingo. <laughs> How do you feel about poo? Occasionally, someone wanders into the back room. You, for example. And one of my faces finds a new home. It's sealed to your head right now. But if you can find a symbol of love, you can take it off. Yeah, ch- chapter 24 and chapter 25 are literally like the big reveal. Yes. And I mean... <laughs> this, I, is what, this is what I would point to as like, to me, the only flaw in this story is this part. 24 and 25. As dumb as like it could be. He says, I made it in a lab. Which is it then? Is it haunted or is it like a, a product of science? Yeah, Are you a I paranormal said, researcher? What I said at the top is that this book's title after reading it is very misleading. It because, is. 
because I was waiting for ghosts. Unless he's lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I don't think he would lie about this. Yeah, like, well, why he would did he... say he was telling the truth. Yeah, he did say it, so <laughs> we have to believe him. If I say I'm telling the truth, that is a binding agreement. He cannot <laughs> lie in front of the unloved. Well, and also, like, well, he doesn't know that the book's called Haunted Mask. Maybe. <laughs> no, that's, you know, no one ran lies. it by him. None of the characters know they're in a book called The Haunted Mask. <laughs> I forgot that. They might have some issues to take up with R.L. Stein as well if they knew the book that they were in was titled What do you mask. mean the mask was haunted? Well, I never. I was uh, not haunted. Because The like, only mask what? that actually seems haunted is the one her mom made. It, yeah, that is the one that's Is haunted. that the real haunted Maybe mask? that's what it's talking about. Oh, my God. We cracked it open. Oh, my God. Did we crack this case wide open? Guys, listen. I think the monster's us. Oh, fuck. You were some sort of scientist and now you run a mask shop. Yes, with that's regular quite masks. a transition. It's like, because I don't even imagine that the shop no. itself is that weird, except for the back room. Yeah, because it's he's not got, like, like he makes interesting masks yeah. now. No, it's just, just bullshit masks. Well, he makes he makes terif- he takes he makes terrifying, scary masks. But I will Shut keep them away. in my store in a room with no lock on the door. Like <laughs> what? What the fuck? He's keeping the thing that you shouldn't want in the place where people are going there for the thing that he has there. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. No, he's playing innocent, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't buy it. Well, he did sell her the mask knowing full, like, as always, my favorite thing in any book of R.L. Stein's is the shopkeeper who does not want to do the basic (laughs) affect commerce. Does not want to shopkeep. And she gives him $30. Like, she shoves it in his hand. She gets annoying, and she shoves money at him. How, and like, honestly, like, this is decidedly different from other instances where this has happened in Goosebumps Canon because this guy fucking knows this mask will kill her. Oh, yeah. yeah, he knows what's up. The room full of masks and and the unloved. The fact that they're called the unloved. That is bonkers. Which the, the idea is that he created these masks. Who knows why? He created faces, right? W- without brains or a head or skull or anything. It's yeah, just, just faces. skin. But just like, skin. But they were beautiful. What was he going to do with these really hot, attractive yes. faces? Okay. Was- yes. Well, all right. Can we talk now- about that? What do you do with a bunch of beautiful faces? Was your goal to sell these faces you made at $30 a pop? I'm assuming you're taking a loss. Right, because I I think his goal was to make these beautiful faces and sell them for like millions of dollars to people who felt ugly Mm -hmm. and they would wear the mask and then they would be pretty. And that's... uh, That's That's a good... That's a good backstory. Better... That would... If that was here... No, it's not specified. Book. It is not, not specified what the no. fuck he was trying to do. They try they they write him like a tragic figure. Yeah. But nothing bad happens to him. I no. had to keep these horrible masks alive. The little girl made me give her a mask for $30. The regular price is $39.99. I took a $5 hit. I wanted to grant her this mask. Be- Wait, did I? I did. Hold on. And he pulls up. <laughs> Let me check my notes. Okay, wait. Um, what did you say? What did you? What would you, you want to do? I want to. I want to eat one. You want to eat? Okay. Yeah. I made these masks to be eaten. They're the mm. unedibles. <laughs> <laughs> I got them. They. They. Hang on. Wait. They tasted so good, and they were gonna be. I made them in my lab. But no one wanted to eat them, so I keep them here. <laughs> In case they get hungry. Ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> snack time. That's... Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot to bring lunch. Okay, who, wh- who, wants to, who wants it? And then the other thing that I want to bring up is, of course, the parade of floating heads. <laughs> because... It, it, 
there's a, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens. But you think that this scene is the end of like the oh. okay, sure. Yeah. There's no, one, no, there's, no. There's no. one more okay, sure, and this is book. She apparently awakens them. This is chapter twenty six. She turned back to stare at the heads bobbing on the shelves. And then a second later, this is further down, she was out on the sidewalk running through the darkness. Her sneakers thudded loudly on the pavement, which is a recurring trope of Mr. Rocket League that I adore, is sneakers thudding on pavement. It's nature's loudest sound. It really is. It's just obnoxious. She feels a cold shock of air against her hot face. Another trope. This is for me, page 59, but it's the end of chapter 26. And she turns and she looks behind her. Behind her, she saw the heads had swarmed together like buzzing bees. They had bunched together, grinning now, grinning hideous, wet grins as they prepared to close in on her. And she's terrified of this. And I don't fucking understand why. Their heads. What the fuck are they going to do to you? Going to bite? Come on. I'll just punch just punch him in the mouth. I just, Easy. I just like that she's running through the streets on Halloween. Yes. That well that's the other thing. And nobody else obviously is nearby to see what is described as a single file one long chain of throbbing jabbering heads. Thank you. So they're flying in the air after her jabbering and they're just like Are you seeing the game? Yum yum. But yeah, no, that's and 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 that's this is the big like climactic. Uh, this is the big. This is the big boss fight. It's yeah, this is boss. the boss fight, and then this is when she grabs her her own head as a symbol of love and is able to take off the mask, which is which is a different conversation. But I am curious, why did no one see this? And two, why floating, gibbering heads? are s- a threat. Blah, 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 blah. I'm saying a lot of very demeaning things to her. Yeah, but ideas. you don't even understand. It just sounds like... How fast are they going? I imagine they're they're at her speed. I imagine they can keep up with Because otherwise, why would you be worried about it? Maybe they can go faster. Maybe they don't want to hurt her. Maybe they think she's their leader. Yes, where us next? I think this is about love thwarted unacknowledged the unloved yeah they just keep getting this the, the bad end of the stick yeah they they just get the the broccoli every time no no cotton candy <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and just to, to, to kind I of know, i have no clue where to go now i, I mean I'm, and also well i I'm could just sorry. say that maybe wrapping up on that one yeah when she when they finally when she puts the head on and then she's the and she takes the head off and they're all gone where'd they go this they, is they go, also an important question. they go question. back to the store? Yeah, did they just fly back to the store? <laughs> or are they, they like, poof into dust? Are they intermingling with, like, the bird population nearby? Oh, my God. They need a body. It doesn't have, matter if it's human or not. Is there going to be some sort of new breed of half Yeah, this, bird, this, half is, this is on page uh, one, um, 116. Chapter she, 28. Chapter 28, 116. She takes her head. Take, puts it, it on. Mm-hmm. Pulls it on her head. Mm-hmm. Takes it off. <laughs> The gruesome heads are gone. Vanished. Yep. Actually, they were. But also, so was her wallet. Yes. <laughs> so was her wallet. They, they did take her wallet they and took her, her cell phone. I, they left. They took her identity. <laughs> yes. So now oh, they need there's it. five. 
well, six Carly Beths wandering the earth now, and they all are trying to buy a big screen TV. Well, they're going to get one. We both know they're going to get one. Okay. I have to use the bathroom real quick before we yeah. wrap up. Okay. The bathroom, you cow. I know. <sighs> Too scary. Too scary for Jeff. Too spooky. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's about time to get through the can we talk about because there's a lot we can talk about in this one. Can we talk about how when Carly Beth buys the mask from the shopkeep, a very mysterious and creepy situation in general, after making her purchase, she's leaving and he asks her, oh, hey, do you want a bag? <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Can we talk about how the mom got her a duck costume because she looked at a duck costume once and expressed no interest in actually owning it? Can we talk about how bad Noah wanted to be the duck? Can we talk about how bad Noah wanted to be the duck, but somehow changed his mind and mom made him a full ass coke, a full ass cockroach costume the day of Halloween? Can we talk about how at the science fair, everyone's everyone else's science fair stuff was fucking amazing? Carly Beth and Sabrina roll up with ping pong balls painted like the planets. Like the fuck kind of science class are you in that's different? I know, like they are failing out of school if there's kids building robots. Can we talk about how literally one of those kids at the science fair created a robot arm? A robot arm! And a computer! Someone just built a computer from scratch! In 1993! For shits and giggles! There was no fries.com! No! There was no there was no Steve Wozniak no even. Raspberry Pi 4? Can we talk about how, much like all of R.L. Stein's protagonists... Carly Beth finds time to attempt to strangle her best friend oh, that was in good. the book. That was such a good part. Can we talk about how how she tried to pass off strangling her friend as a goof? <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that her friend bought that? Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about how Carly Beth goes out on Halloween night, is preparing it for so long, but apparently, according to her friend, does not even like candy? Yeah. Can we talk about how a huge portion of Halloween was her trying to coordinate to meet up with Chuck and Steve, but it seems as if there was no plan to ever do that because she runs into them by random chance. Can we talk about the fact that they not only go into the home of a strange family to dance in front of an old lady. God, I just remembered that. (laughs) (laughs) But then the man gives them apples on the way out. And when he closes the door, they turn around, they fucking throw the apples at the house. Well, they being Carly Beth, because Sabrina is like, what the fuck? But uh, but Carly Beth is like, eat an apple, dick. Can we talk about how Sabrina's mom was told told her that any unwrapped candy has to be thrown away because it could be poisoned? <laughs> I got a little poisoned once. Really? No. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that the mask is described as having a broad, flat nose smashed in like a skeleton's nose, and skeletons don't have noses. <laughs> I, yeah, we could talk. It, that's about a defining that. feature of being a skeleton. It really bothers me. I'm not okay with it. Can we? Okay. Can we talk about how every adult was just exhausted by her bullshit <laughs> <laughs> and not afraid of her at all? <laughs> They kept their cool, man. Oh, um, can we talk about how everyone should have been super freaked out by this mask because it 
it just moved like her normal face when she talked and they didn't bring it up because that would be the fucking wildest thing Seriously. Ever to see someone talking and then their mask moves exactly yeah like it's like talking. okay did you go to Hollywood to get this this is one done? of the most miraculous things ever and everyone's kind of like over it but I guess in a world where fifth graders are building computers th- uh, yeah sure. I guess that is fucking nothing <laughs> yeah can we talk about how when Carly Beth finally runs into Chuck and Steve, she sees that neither of them are wearing a real costume and describes... Oh my God, I forgot that. And describes <laughs> Steve as, quote, having blackened his cheeks and forehead with big smudges and wore an old tennis hat and a torn raincoat. And she asked herself, is he supposed to be a bum? Can we talk about the fact that at a certain point when the masks all turn to stare at her... One of them has eyes that are dangling on strings and that those eyes turn to look at her. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about how one of the masks had a bloody forehead and it was like, how, how did this start that it was beautiful? Anointed with blood. Who hurt these masks? The blood of children will make you young and beautiful. Can we talk about the fact that this is evidence that furries will rule the world. Can we talk about how this little girl had no problem wearing a mask for an extended period of time so all of y'all can just fuck off and socially distance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the mask isn't so bad now, is it? It's pretty easy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Free freedom is wearing your mask. Well, that takes care of the uh, can we talk about it section. Amazing. Well, guys, um, fuck, I gotta say I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> been like three hours this has been exhaustive it's been an exhausting adventure through the world of the haunted mask by far one of the finest goosebumps books of them all debatable you're debatable you're debatable you're debatable you're debatable i will put it out there for those of you who don't know after living with danielle for as long as i have she's not debatable (laughs) that's right i just win i just win automatically because i'm awesome Thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off the album Hit and Run. It's a great song by a great band and a great album. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. The next episode of our show, we're going to be talking about Don't Get Sick at Granny's, Ghosts of Fear Street, number 16. Um, And that'll be in two weeks from today, which I don't know what day this is coming out, but two weeks from today is... That day. That that day. day, That day. Yeah. And I think... Think now. I think that's it, Danielle. <laughs> All right, here we go. Her mother appeared at no skip. Come into the kitchen. <laughs> Come into the kitchen, Mrs. Caldwell instructed her. I have some nice hot cider for you. Carly Beth obediently followed her mother to the kitchen. The kitchen was warm and bright. The sweet cider aroma filled the room. Where have you been? Well, Carly Beth began, it's sort of a long story, Mom. I'm not going anywhere. Go ahead. Talk. Everything is fine now, Mom. Perfectly fine. But before she could say another word, Noah burst into the room. Hey, Carly Beth. He called out in a deep, raspy voice. Look at me. How do I look in your mask? The end. Fucking God. <laughs> Stupid goddamn little brothers. So exhausting. <laughs> now he's the haunted mask. Now oh, he's the haunted mask. I'm JoJo. I have a PhD. <laughs> I'm Danielle. I have a PhD. I'm Jeff, and oh my god, my face. 
feels like flesh as well. Maybe oh, I Oh, no, my God. This is Geesebumps, a comedy podcast. And remember, stay out of the basement. Like somebody